How you doing out there, everybody in listening land? This is the Great Northern Way, and I'm your host, as always, here at the Great Northern Way, your boy Kevo, and we are here in beautiful, beautiful downtown Vancouver. We are at the West End. This is called the Bay Harbor, and we are out here just kind of just, you know, enjoying this beautiful fall day. You see the leaves here are brown uh you know things are changing color we're in that fall month you know everyone's getting ready they got their pumpkin spice and we are here we thank you so much for tuning in for this season two and we also like to remind you that you can always go to at instagram for us which is at the great northern way pod that's the great northern way pod if you want to get more information on us also guys we like to we appreciate all your feedback and remind you can go to facebook k-e-v-o-c-a-b-e-l-l and you can add us there as well for more feedback we do appreciate everyone that has donated we appreciate everyone that supported and we want to remind you that you guys can also do so by going to our link tree and that is the great northern way link tree forward slash the great northern way uh guys we appreciate that uh we are listener supported uh, you know, and we also we want to show you guys. Hey, we got our we got we got clothing. You know, we we out here. We uh, we don't we don't have it as extravagant yet as my guest here today. But we do have it, guys, and we want to let you guys know. You can go to Facebook, the Great Northern Way S H O P. That's the Great Northern Way S H O P on Facebook, and they pick up one of these guys, and uh, soon we'll have something very elaborate. But we thank you guys for that uh, today. We have very special guests here, uh, as you can see, guys. Uh, uh, you know, we very, very traditional guy, very, very cultural, uh, very, very, uh, just very well traveled, guys. And uh, we're happy to have him here. Uh, he's going to share with us today all about his life and about things that he's into, uh, the life that he's lived. Uh, we like to let's welcome our special guest today, Mr. Isa Amat. Mr. Amat, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin, for uh, inviting me, and also I'm. Very honored to, to be here. Um, Kevin is a very great person, and uh, I'm here to answer questions about culture and all the stuff. So, you guys, I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we appreciate you, man. And, uh, you know, we I, when I met you, you were like uh, just very, like, just very happy, gregarious, you know, and uh, I, I think that embodies Canada, right? Where we at. Like, you meet a lot of people from different places. You got Surrey, you got uh, well, you got Burnaby where you are, and you got downtown, which is where we are now, but you meet so many different people. Uh, you know, a lot of people have a uh, stigma on Canada that it may be particularly white or it may be this, uh, that, um, but it's just so many different people and you, you embody that. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, where you um, tell the people at home where you originally from, uh, you know what you're about. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of help them out geographically. I talked to somebody from Ethiopia the other day, and I was trying to tell them. I was like, "Yeah, you know, a guy. He's from Chad." And then they were like, "Chad," and I was like, da, da, da. They, they couldn't even. They were from Ethiopia. <laughs> they were from like, I guess, what, maybe ten. I don't know, not too far away, and they couldn't even. They were like, they they wanted to bet me that they that you weren't from there. But tell the tell the people about where you're from, a little bit of the history of the. Well, uh, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, so my name is Isa Ahmad Hamza. Uh, I'm originally from Chad. Uh, Chad is located in central of Africa. Uh, on the east uh, we have Sudan. Uh, on the uh, north we have Libya, 
and on the uh, west side we have Nigeria, Nigeria and Cameroon and uh, on the south we have our Central Africa Republic. So Chad is known for, um, for a diverse culture. Uh, we have more than 200 uh, uh, different ethnicity and tribe. Then we have more than 100 dialect. So everyone there, every, since I grew up, everyone there have at least you know, two languages. Uh, we speak uh, commonly, we speak Arabic, uh, Chadian Arabic. And in administration and uh, government, we, we, we tend to you know, run the stuff in French and uh, also Arabic. But Chad is one of the, one of the countries that the population commonly they speak Arabic, but they are not a member of the Arabic League uh, uh, countries that, for example, Libya, uh, Sudan, uh, Egypt, all of them, they are member of the Arab League uh, community. And Chad is not one of these, but it's known to population speak Arabic, but they are not member of the Arab League. I got you. I got you. Thank you for that. Uh, I do. I didn't understand about the leagues. I, I don't know what the leagues are, but I mean, if, if you want to kind of drive that home a little bit, because I'm pretty sure people, you know, in America, some people just don't know about what the league are. So what does that mean? So it's a uh, um, Arab league country. Are those country Arab that they have like a kind of? Um, it's like commonwealth people who join together because they share the same language and. Uh, one of those countries that all of the Arab countries are together as a league and uh, they have a year like yearly uh, event hold it for uh, Arab people so Chad is not belong to that oh. but always question that why Chad is not a member of that because of we do speak Arabic we do have a two official language other French and Arabic but we are not members you're not we're not considered as a member of the Arab uh, community because of that so I'm not so help people out, like geographically, like, cause I, I know the, the one thing that this person that, who was from Ethiopia was having a problem with is geographically, she couldn't figure out where exactly Chad was. So like help people out and understand like, what are your borders, who are your neighbors to the north, south? Like help people out with the geography. I think that's the biggest problem. Well, we, other Chadian people, we are not known of a lot of people. Uh, people don't know about the country because we don't have, uh, you know, bigger artists that can put us on the map that people can wonder about it. Uh, so Chad is located in the middle of Africa, Central Africa. Uh, if you take it on the east, we are bordered with Sudan. And if you take it on the west, we are bordered with Niger, Nigeria and Cameroon. And if you take it on the north, we are bordered with uh, Libya. Uh, and then on the south, we are in border with uh, uh, Republic, uh, Central Republic uh, of, of, of Africa. So this is like ge geographically, we are in the middle. We are tend to have uh, three climate. So the climate are the uh, Saharan and Sub-Saharan and the jungle raining, uh, which is more in the south of Chad. Okay, okay, I see that. I never uh, thought about that, but that's, you know, a lot of people talk about the Sahara, like the deserts. Right? Yes. Is that what you mean by that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. No, thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like, how it is, but I can only imagine, like, Canada of all places, right? You go from, like, the motherland, which is, like, every every American that I speak to that is uh, of the nationality of American but happens to be African. They always speak of Africa as the motherland. And so, like, it's funny how you get to the motherland to the <laughs> other land. <laughs> 
you know, we in the other <laughs> land. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, you know, but welcome to the welcome to the other land. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very well welcomed. I see. Uh, I see that uh, people in Chad. We don't tend to travel a lot outside of country. Uh, we still very. We have a very small population. Still around. Uh, uh, like right now, if I last time I checked, it's 14 million. Uh, so we still a growing population, and the population are more into nomad side, and uh, we are not more involved into like you know outside of the country's things. But we are well known in Africa to intervene and help uh, militarily to fight you know uh, you know uh, Al Qaeda and all this terrorism in in Africa. So if you go in Chad in Africa, mostly people know us. We tend to help people militarily to give them a little bit of safe. And uh, I'm proud of that, actually. I'm proud of that, that my country is doing that. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know, yeah, hey, I, everybody got a friend named Chad. So if you got a, <laughs> so if you might need a friend, you know, to fight out, Kata, you got, hey, Chad, you know, my boy Chad, hey, my boy Chad gonna help me fight, whatever y'all wanna do. No, but it's good to know that. And uh, yeah, so we just wanna, you know, kinda get into now, uh, you were originally born, raised there. You told me a little bit about your upbringing with you being in the city. And then your father bringing you uh, to their uh, more, what do you want to call them? Not urban, but the uh, more rural parts where you have to take, uh, in your words, take a camel to the city, get water. Those are your words. Yes. Yeah, I want you guys to know those are his words. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be like, you know what, Camel? We appreciate your show, man. You know, you're really funny, man, and all this. But you know, why do you have the guy talking about camels and he dressed all in the traditional and you were talking about Hey, I, he, who said it? He said it. I'm, I'm, I'm just repeating. Don't kill the messenger. Um, but yeah, so what was that like going from city life to the rural life? Um, and for the summer, at least. For the summer. So, I'm very proud, I'll be honest, uh, to share how, you know, traditionally things work in Chad. Um, so, every, every year, in a, like, usually parents tend to send their kids to, to the, um, their summer vacation. They will send us to the, uh, like, you know, rural side, outside of, we call them the, the nomad side. So, we go to the village, and the village is really well. The parents want, want us to go there just because... Uh, it is a part of our tradition. It's a part of our family uh, tradition that every parent so they make sure that the children are comfortable and are like you know trained enough to take care of the camels or or, or any culture thing that is. Remember, he said camels. <laughs> camels. <laughs> well, Chad is like uh, mostly we have a tribe that uh, tend to you know uh, raise uh, cattle. Uh, exactly, for example, camels, and then we have. Uh, on the north are camels, mostly known people raise camels. And on the central, we have, uh, because of the sub-Saharan, there's a little bit of rain, there's a little bit of grass, so people tend to have, you know, cows and cattle in order to have them, like, you know, feed it because they, they need grass. But uh, when you go to the south, uh, south we have people uh, that still, you know, uh, raise cattle and animals, but more into farmer side because of the like you know the abundance of the water they were like it's, because when you go north north is rarely rain mm -hmm. uh we have maybe more than like you know um a century that never rained there especially if i take example of the city fire where my parents are from so the city so fire go ahead spell that out and help the people out because like we can't go too fast because because <laughs> they'll be like he said fire like that's all i know 
So oh, like yeah, it's fire. So it's uh, F as a Frank, uh, A as an Apple, and Y as an Yankees, and A as an Apple again. So fire. Uh, it's a city known um, for having you know the desert and the dawn those, and uh, we tend to have a lot of date uh, trees there. As uh, also there's a like you know culturally people um, you know uh, have harvesting date. And that is a culturally something known in Chad, in Africa, in Africa, especially in Afaya. There's uh, most of the uh, Tubu or Grand known community nice. uh, who have, like you know, uh, abundantly have been living on that area as a known as a Debeete uh, province. So it's kind of is when we go outside uh, to the village, they train us how to go and ride the camels and get waters from the forest area because people are nomad and uh, water is not everywhere and uh, there's uh, some wells and some uh, you know oases that people go and have water there so they train us to go there and I'm personally as I grow up in the city I'm not uh, well uh, trained to uh, to ride camels and camels <laughs> so we got something in common <laughs> yes I can <laughs> <laughs> city boys like to like to ride around in the city. City boys like to ride around in the city. <laughs> so as far I remember, uh, so we go and uh, get water uh, in the neighborhood in the city and on the village where we live. People in each household they have a son that will take care of that. So people go around. You go with your besties. Why, like you know, riding camels and uh, have you know. We Say that one more time. <laughs> you go with your besties, uh, riding camels, and have a small something called chegendi. Uh, you're gonna play guitar a little bit, and uh, people uh, go as a group, so they can give support to each other. And the camels, they have a tank made of leather, uh, made of leather sometimes, and made something so modern, like you know, a tank, modernly tank. So they have this, they fill it back, and we return back to the village. And this water will uh, at least last for a couple of days, and then the second round, people will go in group again. So you go as well. I have a story that my brother tent. Uh, we went into this um, uh, to the village. We got trained for the camels, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't have the opportunity to go through that group at that time. My brother went with them, and. Uh, as he is grown in the city like me, he'd never know how to ride camel properly. <laughs> Dude, he was on the camel, on the, on the back of the camel. The camel just throw him like a, you know, like a piece of, uh, of plastic. It's just, if he's thrown away in the middle of the desert on the way, and the camel didn't even turn around to see him if the person have been riding him or have been, like, you know, fall or injured. Camel, they have the tent. It's not like a horse. Camels, when you're riding him, he tend to not feel you you are on the right and even if you fall back he just tend to go on his way never turn around to see you what's going on with my dude so with horse is different with horse when you fall down it's at least you know stop and feel the weight less and stop but camels are I don't know stupidly well I respect them by either way but camels are stupidly they don't care about who's riding them so that is the story about uh, how we go to the village and get water and uh, supply and then over and over. I got you. That's, that's, that's funny. But I mean, hope your brother was okay. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, uh, I just wanted to like ask some questions and kind of like get to, get to know things about you. Um, 
introduce our audience to you, you know, because you're a very, very interesting person. And, uh, you know, just, you know, kind of like every, it's very intriguing. Right. And, and then the wardrobe you have on, I, I don't want to blow past that. Uh-huh. What is the um, uh, particular name for the wardrobe you have, for, you know, for the uh, garment that you're wearing? So this is called Jalabia and uh, either people tend to call it, sh- people used to call it Jalabia or Shadda. And this is called Kadamun, which is the turban. Um, commonly wear uh, in chat as a you know national wearing uh, for wedding and for a special occasion. So this is a officially you know Chadian dress that we tend to wear a lot in our uh, you know uh, uh, event hold. And we have a lot of events that are at this moment are starting. As um, people, if they people interested in going to to seeing different tribe of Chad dancing with their wearing their traditional clothes. We have a festival, it's called Dari Festival. It's held uh, every year uh, around September, uh, around, uh, I'm not exactly with the date, but it's held uh, like uh, yearly. And it is a really, really big event that you will see the colors, the, the, the different community. And you literally have, you know, everything that you don't need to go further to the village to see it, everything in the city. And the government have made that as a you know festival that to get known people and you know to attract tourists as well. Uh, it's beneficial for the for the community that. Nice, nice. That's what I just yeah I just wanted people to know what you have on because it's very very you know uh, elaborate right. And so explain the head wrap as well because I think you know you just the garment. I don't know if that's part of the head wrap, but I don't want to leave anything out. <laughs> explain the. Uh, Okay, so this is the turban. Uh, oh, the turban. Okay, okay. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to assume. Yes, it is a turban. Um, commonly known, uh, like people in the Sahara, they wear it. Is um, um, symbol for protection as well. It's symbol for culture as well. Uh, for protection is uh, against the heat and also against the you know sandstorm uh, that tend to happen in a north in the Sahara zone of Chad. So people wear this for this uh, reason, for two reasons, it's culturally and also for the protection uh, from the sun and also from the, you know, storm sand that tend to happen there a lot. Nice. Okay. Okay, cool. Now, now that we, we are all that much more smarter uh, that we know about these things, these are very interesting. We know that a camel does not care about us, so we got to keep it moving because <laughs> the camel doesn't care. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, just um, so I want to ask you a question just uh, in general. What is the premier sport? Uh, I think I know the answer to this, but I just really am curious. What is the premier sport that is played in Chad? Well, I'll be honest with you. We have people right now. We have the football and all the stuff. But traditionally, people, we have some other sport like, you know, camel race. We have in the north, attention to the zone. They have a camel race. And uh, also we have a couple of something called harko. Uh, it's uh, one leg. You have to tie it up one one of your leg, and uh, you jump only with one leg. <laughs> and uh, there will be two groups, and uh, whoever able to push the other one to fell down uh, with it. It tends to be like in a green area or in the desert. Uh, yeah. Desert. So the sand is even if you fell down, it's a very uh, protective, healthy. So that is we call it harko. It's a really, really. I haven't seen. In any country, that how they uh, they play this uh, this game, but in Chad is 
it is but it's dying at this moment but i would love to see people you know <laughs> making it uh you know alive again because it's it is a beautiful something that i haven't seen in another country um so far and i'm not um uh, like i'm not saying it doesn't exist maybe but it does exist but i haven't seen it and i know that in my country is that thing is still there it's a very beautiful it's kind of give you the chance at the same time you said because with one leg you just going to jump this is why they call it hardcore is jump and then you push the other opponent you push it if it's uh, he he lose the balance he fell down you are the winner so the more people <laughs> the more people play it as a group the more like the at least one person will be there to you know to be the uh, you know the what is called the winner so, so if you fall down and you get pushed with one leg the camel is still going to walk away from you <laughs> The camel's walking away from your ass no matter what. Hardcore, going to get some water, <laughs> uh, wasting in, in the Sahara. The camel's like, look, y'all do what y'all doing. I'm walking. I'm still going to walk. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. Um, so soccer, hardcore, some of the, ma uh, the majors, or, or football is what you guys would call it. Yeah, the football, yeah. So what is your, uh, you know, you have an interesting name. I think it was like four names when you sent me your information. So what is your full name? Um verbatim and don't leave anything out okay and then also what uh, what does it mean that's very important well um my full name is uh hamza isa ahmed hamza is uh, named after the uh uncle of the prophet muhammad uh peace upon him uh he his name is uh his favorite uncle was his name is hamza and uh that named after him and uh isa it mean in arabic uh jesus uh is a uh, name after the uh, the Prophet Jesus, uh, Isa we call it in Arabic, uh, and then Ahmed is the name of the Prophet. So the Prophet Muhammad, peace upon him, he has a couple of, uh, he have uh, several names that have been named on the Quran. Uh, so Ahmed and Mustafa and uh, Muhammad are the name of the Prophet that people tend to name their children uh, on, on, on that base. Oh, okay, okay. So what is your, so give me your full name and, and give me I will, the, the meaning, the full name and the actual meaning, like all the way through. So I, I know you broke it down, yes. but just give it to me all the way through. So Hamza, the name, the name of the uh, the uncle of the prophet. Uh, Ahmed, the name of the prophet, um, and Isa, the name of in the name of the Jesus. Okay. Yes. So that's how it breaks down: prophet, prophet, and then Jesus. Yes. Okay. So it's uncle. Uh, Hamza is the uncle of the prophet, okay. uh, as a name, his name, okay. and uh, Isa is the name of the Jesus, uh, and then Ahmed is the name of the prophet Muhammad. Got it, man. That's interesting. And is it typical to have four names? Like, you know, you have those many, like, essentially, it could, I guess it could be anywhere, but uh, is it typical to have that? Like, is there, is there no, is there a shorter name that are uh, at any time given? I, I'm just asking, just, I want to understand fully about the culture. Yes. So usually there's a full name. You have to get a lot, like, uh, so my name is Hamza and my father's name is Isa and uh, uh, his, his father, my grandfather, his name is Ahmed. So usually kids are named that way. Uh, oh, okay. You get the name that parents will choose it for you and then as a, like, you know, as a last name, you get the name, name of your father. And then again, you get the name of your grandfather. But uh, culturally, we have another thing that I wanted to bring light to it is that um, parents tend to make kids memorize their grandfather's names. Oh, okay. So okay. you have to memorize uh, from your father till seven grandfathers. 
So from the age of seven years old, your parents tend to tell you like, hey, if someone asks you what's your name and what, 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 like, you know, what ethnicity, what tribe are you coming from? So they would tend to give you the whole list of all the grandfather that you have them. Could be seven, could be eight, could be ten. So for example, from my side, Hamza, Isa, Ahmad, Mawlud, Al-Hajj. So it kind of goes very well. And uh, from my mom's side as well, and they will count it as they, like, um, like, you know, Shale, Berai, and then it goes all the way. It's kind of longer side. And this is as a protection when you're getting married or you are lost uh, in a city and then you will be able by naming your old grandfather until seven if someone else hear it he will be able to say like oh we are relative we are relative here uh, that exactly uh, see that's the equivalent of in america we call life alert so like in america they got life alert so if you fall and then you hit yourself then you know you hit your button and then they know who you who you are by gps they find you but in chad if you can name all seven of your grandfathers, they'd be like, ah, I can help you because your grandfather, he lent me $5 back in 1959. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I can help you out. Like, that's why it's important to know. Yes. So your seven grandfathers or knowing them is like life alert. It's like it's like insurance. It's insurance. like, uh, yeah, you know, you're going to be protected as long as your grandfather was a good dude. But if your grandfather stole from somebody in 1965 well, in you might might be in trouble sorry cool so uh where where uh, so we talked about where it is um uh -huh. and, and uh, location you gave me the neighboring countries thank you and we talked about the sports what is something that uh, i think we talked about this when we were speaking earlier yeah. so i really want you to touch on this and drive it home because i feel like this is something you're an ambassador for you talk to amnesty international and, and for the people at home who don't know about Amnesty International. Amnesty International helps around with all these different world problems in different places that um, you know may oppress people or oppress children, whatever the case may be. Amnesty International steps in and helps. And so you brought up something to me earlier and I want to, uh, I want to run this back because you're very passionate about this and I don't want to let it die. So what, my question is, what is something you wish you could change uh, or issue you wish you could change about chat? Uh, well, I would like, I would like to, you know, culture and tradition are something that have made everyone survive for a while. Um, it's something that everyone take, take it as a uh, priority. Like back, back in Chad, we have tradition and culture, and the leader of the community are like you know well respected, well heard, and uh, they they are the one in the priority mostly. They will solve most of the problems on the community and the small family area, and um, culture are very beautiful thing. But at the same time, if it's if there is one thing I can try to bring in chat is supporting people to be individual, individual thought thinking and uh, also you know helping uh, the bad side of the culture or the, or like the thing that are not commonly at this moment uh, you know um, uh, you know lighting lighting with the with the, with the you know with the human right like there is a thing that need to be changed in a culture and there's a thing that need to be you know taken apart and then leave it away because it's not helping the community to grow at this moment so is there one I think you said for people to be independent and be their own. I think that would be the one thing. Yes. Because I, I was just looking for maybe you pinpoint, but I think it sounded like you were like 
the one thing that you would want people to be is to be free thinkers and independent. Is what you wish you wish you wish you could change? Yes, exactly. Free thinking and independent. Because um, when people tend to take a culture as a the priority, uh, people are have the same line, have the same borderline that they don't want it to cross. And uh, this is not, uh, from my perspective, this is my personal opinion, that need to be changed because, uh, you see, we have, we have airplane because one person wasn't okay by walking on the ground. So we have an airplane because someone thinking different and uh, want something more than enough that people take for it. So by, by inviting people to be a free thinker and give them the opportunity not to crush them down whenever they think something different from the tribe, that is a really killer of the development of any community in any nation. So I will advise every person, every parents, every community and every to encourage children to think differently. As we had a, we had a, we have car running because someone was lazy enough or not, uh, you know, comfortable enough to walk. So we have a car. No, it's it's because somebody got thrown off by a camel (laughs) and the camel walked away and they was like, you know what? How am I going to get home? I should make a car. That's the reason why we have cars. Tell the truth. Come on. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) that. Well, that is one of the reasons we have a car because, you know, camel throw you off his back and never look around you. It was like, you're a dude. If you're stupid enough to fall from me that I don't, you don't deserve, you know, any of my attention. We thank you for listening to part one of Tasty Shata at Bay Harbor, downtown Vancouver. We'd like to remind you to tune in next week for part two of Tasty Shata at Bay Harbor, downtown Vancouver with special guest Isa Amant. We'd like to also remind you for all of your correspondence, you can go to at the Great Northern Way POD on Instagram, or you can reach us on Facebook at Facebook. K-E-V-O-C-A-B-E-L-L. For all of your Great Northern Way needs, you can go to our link tree, link tree forward slash The Great Northern Way. We thank you for listening and remind you that season two is in full drive. Be kind.